Hey, what's up, friends, and welcome back to the Dark Waters. I'm your host, Josh Smith. As always, I want to start my podcast off by thanking you, the listeners, for listening, sharing, the interactions. You know, I say it every every episode, and I'm, I'm going to keep saying it. Yeah, I, I greatly appreciate it. Uh, let's keep it up. Um, I'm easy. Uh, you just guys want to talk, shoot the shit, or whatever, or want to come on the show, uh, reach out to me on any of my social media platforms, and you know we'll make some stuff happen. You know, whatever. I just I love talking to you guys. I love hearing what you guys think. So let's uh let's let's keep talking and uh, see what we can do with this uh, this little show. Um, but yeah, uh, nothing really new for me. Um, but I should go ahead and warn you guys. I'm probably gonna be posting a lot more episodes within the next week, this week and next week. Uh, a lot of cool shit's been happening in the scene. Uh, you know, we had the uh, the Tim the Timitationals, uh, Lake Seminole. Just, just a lot of awesome stuff and a lot of awesome anglers doing some good shit. And, uh, you know, I want to do my best to make sure people know who's doing what. And, uh, you know, there's just a lot of cool people I want to talk to right now. So I might go over to, overboard with the uh, you know, the, the episodes. Uh, but just if you want to listen to them, listen to them. If you don't, no big deal. All right. Uh, but, yeah, man, it's uh, uh, just so much shit going on right now. And I love it. Uh, I, I really love how uh, 2020 is shaping up. But, uh be expecting more from me this week. Um, other than that, got really nothing else to really talk about. Um, like I said, it's going to get a little redundant here pretty soon. So, um, anyways, uh, we'll, we'll start. Let's we'll go ahead and just get, jump right into this thing. Uh, you know, my next, you know, my next guest, Bailey, awesome dude, man. Uh, young guy, fresh out of college, 22, 23 years old, been fishing his whole life. I'm lucky enough to get to know who he is. He's up here in upstate New York with me. Uh, he runs another podcast called The Serious Angler. If you haven't listened, go listen. Uh, do yourself a favor. He's got a lot of great guests. It's not just kayak fishing. It's big bass boat fishing. He's talking to a lot of legit dudes. Um, and go support him. Go follow him on uh, Instagram at uh, Serious Angler. Um, but, man, I love this kid. Um, he's a hammer. Like, um, you know, the reason why you probably don't know who he is right now, especially if you're in the, the, uh, the tournament scene, uh, the reason you don't know who he is is because he's got some responsibilities and some shit he's got to take care of. And that's pretty much what this episode was all about. It was all about me uh, trying to get this dude to give up everything, his uh, all his responsibilities, and the jump of the tournament scene and start smashing people. Um, but he's he's smarter than I am, and he's taking his time, figuring some shit out. And you know, when he does decide to uh, you know attack the tournament scene, watch out! Like this kid can fish. Uh, everyone in the upstate New York area knows this guy. Uh, they know how lethal he is on the water, and uh, just just stand by. He's it's coming soon. So, but you know, all joking aside, like I really do like this kid. I really love his energy. Uh, I love what he's trying to offer the sport. Uh, he's in it to win it, man. He's like he's he's really involved in a lot of things going on, especially in the upstate New York area. And uh, you know, I, I'm proud to call him my friend. And yeah, like I said, make sure you follow him, uh, Serious Angler. It's a great podcast. Um, but other than that, man, like. As always, you know, I got to thank you guys for listening and, you know, enjoy this show. All right, Bailey, welcome to the Dark Waters. We are live. What's going on, man? 
Not much, not much. Just uh, getting ready for ice fishing tomorrow, getting my, my gear ready, and uh, just chilling. Chilling, man. How about you? Dude, I'm good. I'm good. Let me ask you, like, your opinion. Like, you know, we're both upstate New Yorkers. Uh, weird winter, right? About time. Yeah. Like, we, like, we should have been ice fishing. Like, I don't, I'm, not, I, I'm not ice fishing, but, you know, if I was to dabble in that kind of uh, lifestyle, like, we should have been ice fishing, what, almost a month ago, two months ago. Yeah, at, at the least. It's been a weird winter. It's going to be interesting to see, like, what happens with it. If it's, like, a delayed winter, so that it just pushes the length of time that we usually have winter farther down the road, or if we have a, have a shorter winter, which would be really, really interesting to see how that pans out for the spring and summer. Yeah, dude, I'm so worried. Like like you said, like, like it being a delayed winter. And, because, um, you know, we got the uh, the first tournament of the uh, New York KBF coming up in uh, April. Uh, and, like, it's April 18th. That's, like, a hit or miss for up here they can be really cold or yeah. just or just warm enough to go out there and find a bite uh i mean i don't think you did the tournament last year but i know you fished uh-huh. the you fished that canal maybe a week or two before us i remember you catching um some decent sized fish but that's because it was starting to warm up probably about early april mid-april but i'm worried now that like winter finally showed her ugly ass face and uh it might go all it might go all the way to may you know you don't know i'm saying new york's yeah. weird man i i hate to say it and guys are probably going to get mad that I say it, but I really, really hope that it does go until May. Because if it's a short winter, dude, it's going to spread those fish out, and it's going to be a terrible summer. They're just going to be in a weird funk, because they're not used to that. They're used to being in the cold for a long period of time. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's something to think about. Like, I was thinking more about, also, like, other things, you know, outside of fishing, that this can affect, like, the deer season for next year, like, and like ticks and things, you know, and like the things that you think about, like, you know, like the, the tick population, the black fly population, the, the black flies that we have up here, like you need a brutal winter to kill those things or, yeah. you know, and, and especially with the deer, like the deer movement pattern and all these things that are going to affect us as we start getting into those different seasons coming up. It, it really yeah. is like, is like you have to have the seasons, you have to have it. And when things get out of whack, it affects everything. Oh, I do. I hear you. It's, I didn't even I didn't even put that into perspective in the hunting scene, but I can tell you the deer at least think it's winter. They got their coats on. I, I have like 14, 15 of them a day will go through my backyard and tell you they're they're puffed up, so they know it's winter at least. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I know who you are. Uh, you know how I do my show. Why don't you go ahead and do an intro? Who you are? What you done? What's going on in your life? Leave up the fishing for right now. Just talk about you for a second. Yeah. So uh, I'm relatively young for. Uh, the you know, podcast generation is usually like the uh, the mid-range for age. So I'm pretty young, I guess I would say, for the podcast scene. But uh, I'm 22 years old, been fishing my entire life, but uh, went to college at SUNY Cortland. Uh, just got out of college, actually. Uh, got my master's degree in sport management. Uh, that's where uh, I did a six-month internship here at, at Notre Dame. Just got home from it a month ago. And uh, Looking to get a job in the fishing industry, and we are uh, pretty solidified there, but it's not not you know closed enough yet to announce. But it's it's pretty exciting stuff, and uh, trying to figure out this adult life. That's what I'm <laughs> trying to figure out right now. It's, it's where I'm at. Yeah, yeah, dude, I can't even imagine where you're at because like you are young. You're one of my younger friends. Um, but you're right. You're coming like you just got done with school. You're coming into age, and you're trying to figure shit out. It's just like I was lucky in the sense that when I turned 18, I went straight to the Marine Corps, and it's just like everything was figured out for me. It's like, this is my life for four years. You know, like and yeah. I never, I, you know, I got out of the military for like six months when I was like 22 and I went right back into the army. And so I did that until I was like almost the middle or, you know, where I'm at now. I haven't been out too long, but it's just like, 
it's a very confusing time because it's like you put all, especially for you, like you put all this work in. Like, I mean, like college isn't easy. We've talked about it before on your podcast. Like, it's not easy what you did. Like, you, you went through a lot of hardships, uh, the studying, like you sacrificed and all these things. And now you're finally done. It's just like, what do I do now? What do I do? Like, and, and I guess the best question is, it's like, you know what you can do, but what do you want to uh-huh. do? Because uh-huh. everything, everything you do now is either going to make you happy or make you miserable for, for, you know, the, the, the near future. So, uh, what are your thoughts? Like, what, what are you thinking about? You know, and, and that's going to lead me to some other things that I want to talk to you about. I'm really excited to talk to you about things. I love, I love your youth. I love your age. I love where you are with things. And yeah. I think it's, I think it's really fun. Cause like you said, most of the people I talk to are in their thirties, mid thirties. I even talked to guys who are pushing 50, uh, you know, guys who have lived a little bit of experienced a lot of shit, but you're just like, you're like, Oh, you know, here I am life. You know, what am I going to do with it? You know? So, <laughs> Oh, like what, what? What are some of your like, like real plans? Like, I, I mean, if you can't share anything because you're you're still waiting to hear back on some shit, that's fine. But like, like, what are you really like at your age? What are you really like fiending for? Dude, I'll tell you. The past, I mean, really, my entire life, all I've known is being an athlete. And obviously, you know, when I wasn't practicing training, I was out hunting and fishing, and that was all I cared about. Um, and I was a collegiate athlete for four years. Uh, too many uh, injuries and head injuries, so. Doctor told me not to play hockey or lacrosse in college. So unfortunately, I hated my life for four years and I swam. Uh, Now, this is the first year I'm not an athlete. So I'm like, you know, a couple months before I was done with school, I was like, what the heck am I going to do with my life? So I had the gym. I stayed in the gym, staying active. But I'm like, I can keep my competitive drive going in the fishing scene, something I I truly love. And I can keep hunting, obviously, because that's, you know, I'm sure you hunt as well. It is so peaceful out in the woods. Right now, now it's like I tried thinking that I wanted to be in college athletics. That's what I wanted to do. I did six months at Notre Dame and I loved it. It was so rewarding. But at the same time, I realized in that same point in time, I didn't want to do that. That's not what I wanted to do. And that's, you know, it's part of the process of trying to figure out what you want in life. Right. Right. Um, And that point in time, I was like, the one thing that I constantly think about 24 seven is these brown and green things that swim in the lakes around us, and what better than to to work in the industry? And you know what? Like I don't think I don't think there's any restriction against me announcing it, um, and I'm proud of it as it is. So I don't think they, they won't care. They're 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 local, so that's what the best part about it. They're out of Syracuse. I'm about to take a job with uh, Douglas Rods, We're taking on their kayak market. So I'll be traveling to tournaments all over the Northeast selling to dealers markets it's it's a whole whole nine yards that can, i could talk to you offline about but it's a yeah, that's, I'm that's, super that's, excited some the, that, that's some of the best news i heard i'm so happy like here's the thing about, about like well you know if i could live your life uh you know if i go back and i could talk to not live your life but go back and talk to like the josh smith the young it's like like really try to focus on like you know you you, you did what you had to do you went in you got business done you got your education like and here you are you know what we like mid 20s the you know perfect time to like do things take chances fuck it up you can fix it down the road you know, and that's where you're at in life like like yeah. why not go do something like this do something you know like really follow your passion because a lot of people especially when i was younger everyone was telling you, you gotta go to school you gotta get a job and it's like no no we, we, we've gotten to this point in like our evolution as human beings where we don't have to do that no more like it's not about work like it, it really is now it's like like, dude, like, like, we've gone through all these hard times, you know, as, as we evolve and everything. It's like, now it's your time. Like, like you can now have fun. Go figure things out. If it all if it all breaks down, you have your college degree, you're smart. Like, 
yeah, yeah, goddamn, like, I don't know how many times I've had to, like, start over again, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I was yeah. in the Marine Corps, I got out for a little bit, I tried this, I didn't like that, so I went back in the Army, did the Army for, like, eight years, I got back out, and did, like, two different careers, I'm not even 40 yet, and they, I'm fine, I'm, I'm gonna be all, I'm gonna be good, you know, it's just like, you got all this time in the world to really, like, you know, I hate to say it, chase your dreams, or chase your passions, or, or just, just live a life and be happy and satisfied with the things you're doing, and not not chase a career because you don't have to chase a career right now. Yeah. Like you're in that you're in that perfect spot where you can really just do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, yeah, in a sense I could. I'm trying to be smart about it, but uh, I guess before I kind of further my point, I just want to. You, I know you hate it, but I also love it at the same time. But I always want to thank you for your service because you put a lot into our country. So thank you, as as your friend and as a citizen of this great nation. Thank you. Um, but dude, like I think about it all the time, the decisions I've made and things and how I got here. And I, I say that now and I'm only 22, but if I could like talk to my 15, 16 year old self again, I would tell myself, you know, it is a good idea to take, you know, cause I was, there was a stigma in my generation that, you know, BOCES and stuff was, you know, stupid. And that's where, you know, like, you know, if you wanted to go somewhere, you had to go to college pretty much. That was it. You have to go to right, college. Right, right, right. And that was so stuck in that, and that train of thought. Um, that BOCES is bad. If I, if I, I wish I could go back and tell myself to take those, those BOCES courses because they don't teach you anything in life at college. Right. Well, slow down, slow down just a little bit. Cause I like where you're going with this. Yeah. Not, everyone know, not, not everyone knows what BOCES is. Uh, BOCES. It's like a, it's like a craft, like a crafts really. A trade like a, a, a a school, a trade school. Yes, exactly. Exactly. It's, it's what they call it up here in the, in the New York uh, school system. I would have told myself, it's okay to take those classes, go for it. Because honestly, it's gonna help me after this. Thankfully, Ryan Killen, a friend of both of ours, has been gracious and uh, helped me work with him, and I'm learning new things from him and my father, obviously. But um, I am I'm happy to have gone and gotten the business degree that I had, because I love the team that I had uh, at school, my my collegiate team. I met the lady there, so I'm fortunate that I went through it. But dude, there's some times where I, I kind of wish I didn't take the college route because I just, you know, just the other day I was looking at loans, trying to prepare my budget and everything for when they kick in in June. And I'm sitting there, I'm looking at 80 grand in the face and I'm like, God damn, like, right, right, like right. I'm sitting there and I'm trying to like put on a scale on both sides, the 80 grand versus what I got out of it. And right now, man, I'm telling you, it's just, you know, for the kids out there that are saying they're thinking that you need to go to college, you don't, you don't. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a lot of things to demand. The really, the really caveat on that, and I'm really glad that you're like you're open to us about that. Um, you know, like, so you're right. There's a lot of pressure on high school kids to go to college and to do these things. And for some reason, I think it's getting better now, where like some of those trade schools were like looked down upon for some reason compared yeah. to you know going to get a degree. But you know, just to like my wife, my wife, my wife's a genius. She, she, she did the SUNY Cortland route like you did. She, oh, but nice. back, but back then there was a uh, there was an athletic trainer program yeah, yeah, think, yeah. okay yeah so she went to buffalo and they closed in the program there then she went to Cortland, um and it, you know and lived all that and lived that life and you know she got out she got a master's degree in like you know as an athletic trainer um and you know came out worked at it wasn't making that much money but acquired a lot of debt to get that degree and there's nothing wrong with that like i mean we're all like dude at that age you're just trying to figure out how to fly like literally yeah. people are pu- people are pushing you out the yeah. nest and you're fall you know it's just like you don't know what's gonna happen but like you know, years later we get married. It's just like I don't want this kind of lifestyle. The athletic, the athletic tra- there just wasn't a lot of money as an athletic yeah. trainer. And the time, it's like she was a, she was she got a lucky enough she was lucky enough to get a job 
at uh, one of the bigger high schools at the Fort Drum area where they were paying a lot of money. So she's got a really good job. But it was just like, you know, she had to go to all the high school football games at night. She had to go to all the lacrosse games at night, all the wrestling games and practices at night. And so it wasn't a lot of time when we think about running a family. So what does she do? She leaves this degree that she has a master's degree in and go get another bachelor's degree as a nur- in a nursing program You know, at, at 30 years old. And that's just like the way life is. It's like and that's why like, I, it cha- like life changes so much, so much. It's like, dude, like I put my life in like five year in- intervals, you know, intervals, and it's it's never the same. Like it's never been consistent. There's always things that come up. There's always opportunities. There's always things to think about. And so I'm, I'm like you. If I could go back and really tell myself or anyone when they're 18, it's like slow down. Don't yeah. be in a rush. Oh yeah. You know, like like literally like honestly, go out, do some stupid shit, have some fun chase a few passions and figure out what you want to do. Like there really is no rush to this thing. Like we yeah. like we're not back in like the like the like we don't we didn't just come back from the depression. You know, we're not in like those that, that weird mid like those uh, 1940s, 1960s and even the 1980s. Like like we're, like we've we've gone past the point where like we you just got to work really hard to make it in life. Yeah, yeah. you got to work you got to work really hard to make it in life, but you can also take chances and have fun because we built a society where it's okay to like I would like what do I say like mess around with things and like yeah. take and take take your time to try to figure some shit out. Um, and, it, uh, yeah. I love what you're doing, but let's uh let's just go back just a little bit. Like how did we get into fishing? And, and since this is a kayak fishing podcast, go from how you got into the fishing and lead into where you, when you got into a kayak. Yeah, so I started fishing. Oh jeez, I can't. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I don't even remember the first time I caught a fish. It was that I was that young. Uh, pretty much the 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 story. My dad likes to tease me about it. We were at Honeyoy Lake, and you know that North Pond on Honeyoy, where you yeah. have a park and everything. So we were in there fishing. I don't remember this. I was way too young, and pretty much my dad told me that I caught a bass, like a two pounder, nothing like crazy. But to me, as a little kid, that was big. And I brought it in, and I as soon as I got it to shore, my dad's like, all right, you know, pick it up, or whatever. And this this is him telling me the story. And he goes, I, he goes, I told you to pick up the fish. And you looked at me and started bawling your eyes out because you were too scared to pick up the fish. So, <laughs> pretty much then, like, I started fishing a lot, you know, mainly just with my with my dad. He'd get me up at 5 in the morning on the weekends to go hit the lake. Uh, back then, it was Honey Oil Lake every single weekend, sluggos only. That's it, rain or shine. Um, <laughs> and then uh, once I got to, like, 12 or 13, when you got that age where you could start hunting, I was excited because it was my first year I'd be able to actually, you know, bring a weapon into the woods. I felt like, you know, grown up. I felt like a, a man. Right. And, uh, figures two months before uh, my first deer season, I broke my collarbone. So that was out of the shop. So I was back to being my dad's binocular guy where we'd go out, sit in a blind, he'd sleep, and I'd look for the deer and wake him up when there was the deer. <laughs> um, it wasn't until I was like 16 where I, I was really into hunting, and I had, like, a cheap Walmart kayak that we just kind of used because we got rid of the boat. The boat was too expensive, and um, we'd all gotten these cheap, you know, $100 Pelican Walmart kayaks. And we're out there, and I hooked in my first – I broke my PB. It was 5'1 at that time. I was 16 years old, and I caught that giant, and I'm sitting there. I'm like – I'm sitting there. I'm like, this thing's 15 pounds. Like, I was going nuts. Like, well, and we actually had a scale. We put on the scale and said 5'1, and I'm like, really? Like this thing's broken. It's a lie. And, and that, so I kind of, I started after that. I was, I was hooked, dude. I went home, pulled out the computer, and I started researching. I had articles spread all over the computer screen, like reading about everything. Uh, dove in, got like my first bait casting reel. Like tried to go all in about it. And uh, my dad kind of saw that passion 
in me kind of build. And uh, he's always been one. I've been fortunate enough to have parents that really support me. And uh, to the sense where they've helped me, you know, with rent and everything at college, Notre Dame, what have you. Um, and on my birthday, we went to go. Uh, we had gotten rid of the main kayaks. And uh, my dad had gotten a better kayak. My brother got a better kayak. And uh, we were heading up to fish Oak Orchard. I'm like, we only have two kayaks. Like, what are, what are we doing? And he goes, oh, you're just going to fish from shore. And I was like, oh, so my dad just teasing me. Like, whatever, fine, I'll fish from shore. I didn't think anything of it. I'm so gullible, dude. And we're on our way up. So to Avon to Oak Orchard, you pass by Field and Stream. So he pulls into Field and Stream, and I'm like, oh, will we get night crawlers or something? I don't know, because at that time, my brother, oh, he's all he'd throw is night crawlers. And still to this to this time, my dad, like, teased me afterwards. Like, I didn't know how it didn't click, you know. We had three right. people kayaks he walks in we go by the kayaks he goes uh pick one out and i'm like what he goes pick one out and he goes which one do you like and i'm like well that's the camel one it was the shadow caster talk to the guy for like 45 minutes that they're about the shadow caster and he goes all right we'll take it and i'm like you're kidding right like this thing was a barge it was massive like i was so i'm like this is crazy like it's like having a little boat and uh that first that first time we brought it up to oak orchard caught my first gar out of freshwater Caught uh caught a couple smallmouth off the uh, Oak Orchard Pier there, dude. I was hooked on that. And after I got home, found out about tournaments, and that's when I got into NYKBF when it was you know eight to ten guys. And then uh, pretty much you know the rest is history. The passion is you know unbelievable to today. Like, that's all I think about. Pretty much you know I'm trying to work in fishing, and if I'm not working, I want to fish. If I'm you know with the lady, I'm watching fishing videos. She's getting mad at me for watching fishing videos. Like it's Right. Uh, that's all I think about now. Now I'm in the radar, thankfully to Ryan. And uh, dude, it's it's no looking back. Yeah, dude. And this is where I got a problem with you. This is where I got a bone oh. to pick with you, bro. Um, <laughs> cause, like here's the thing. I know you love fishing. Like I know you love. And this is how I know I love you. I know you love fishing because I didn't start kayak fishing maybe two and a half years ago. So this is my this is my third season. Last season was a season I, I kind of like really cut my teeth, and the season before that was like when I, when, I, when I started like dabbling. That's when I got my first cheap kayak, and I really. So this, I guess it's like my third season, but my second season like really being like into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But you know, like when I typed in, because like when I first when I was first gonna start fishing, I was up here in upstate New York. It's like, you know, I've already been on your podcast. We kind of told the whole story about how I got into fishing, but just like to break it down just a little bit was like my wife got pregnant. I'm thinking of my I was gonna have a son, so I'm like I wanna I wanna build some kind of like hobby or something that me and my son can grow up and do together. And so I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm thinking fishing. And so, you know, I'm looking at fishing. I'm doing some, I'm, I'm going back to my bank fishing days. I'm fishing. And I'm like, that's boring. Let's let, let, we need to get out there in the water, especially in upstate New York. Like we have, like, in my opinion, compared to all the other States, they might have bigger fish, but we had the best fish, like the, the best fishing up here. Like we have a great lake. We have rivers. We have, the Finger Lakes, we have the Adir- all those weird lakes in the Adirondacks. We got so much fisheries up here. It's ridiculous. So I'm like, I need to learn this shit. So, you know, I'm looking into, like, boats, and the boats, it's really expensive. And, you know, one of the problems up here with upstate New York is, like, it gets cold, so you got to winterize your boat. you got to store your boat. So I'm like, there's just so much money that goes into owning a boat and so much responsibility that goes yeah. into owning a boat. So I'm like, ah, and I've never owned a boat before. So I'm just like, I don't know if I'm really for that kind of responsibility. So – you know, I start Googling and all of a sudden, you know, I'm like upstate New York. And I, I searched that and all of a sudden, like Greg Blanchard shows up and then all the rest of the, the, the kayak fisher guys show up like, uh, you know, uh, Mike McKinstry and Robert Fields. But you showed up, too. Like if you put on if you go on YouTube and, and you type in like, uh, like fishing upstate New York, your videos show up. 
And so I start seeing the videos of you, uh, you know, like fishing all those tournaments back in the New York KBF days, uh, you know, like when you won Otisco and some of the other events you did. It's like you got, a, you know, you had already had a presence on YouTube that you would show up if you type in the right words. And it's like you've been passionate about it. You've won tournaments. You've, uh, you know, you're all about it. You're always posting good shit. Every time I talk to you, um, you got great knowledge. Like, like you're like right now, like I'm, I'm, you know, we've been talking about my fish finder for about a month. I finally got it. And we're talking about like, <laughs> you know, how can I be successful? We got, we, had a, we got a graph and all these things that you're talking about. You know, this world, you know how to be successful. Like, like, like I said, you're one of the reasons why I bought a kayak or not really, but one of the reason I bought a kayak, but the reason like I watch your videos and like, Oh wow, this is what, you know, this is what it is. You and Greg, you know, Greg Blanchers. And it's just like, but my problem with you is that you're not ready to commit to this tournament thing. And it upsets me because, like, I look at your age and I look at how much you know and I look at, you know, like, I mean, you've already, like, you've crushed local scenes before or, or done really successful in local scenes. It's like, could this guy be, especially because kayak bass fishing and kayak, you know, kayak, you know the, tournament scene, the tournament scene and kayak bass fishing, it's just starting. Like, it's just now starting to get momentum. It's starting to get yeah. into, you know, Ike Akinelli and all these guys are starting to acknowledge it. The FL or FLW4, that shit went weird. You know, it start to uh, notice it. It's just like this is the place to be if you don't got millions of dollars and afford a bath. You know, all that that weird shit. But it's just like yeah. this is this is a good place to be right now. This this is only gonna get bigger. And I'm looking at you and I'm like, dude, you could be a star. You, like, you, I don't, like you're good looking. You're young. You know how to fish. You got all these things going for you. Uh, what do we gotta do to get you to be like I'm gonna be a tournament fisher? Or, or, or a tournament angler and go out there and do these big events and and really make your name known you know because I, I i know you're dabbling and i know you love it you got a podcast you're talking to the same people i talk to you're like you love this shit how do we get you to really like dive in and like go after it man i dude if i could i would be cause i'm trying to i'm trying to be so budget-minded here like i'm trying right. to because you know with loans is the biggest thing holding me back if if i didn't have 80 grand staring me in the face i'd be I, I would be you know fishing all the trails but you know one thing that i talked to with douglas who would be my future my future boss over there um you know david and and kevin uh i'd be working with a guy named mike too and we we talked about taking they have like a pimped out douglas van and Douglas is now named one of the partners of NYKBF. Very proud right. of that. Um, and one thing I'd be doing is I'd be setting up a showcase at awards. Um, and that's kind of – nobody really knows about it. Ryan, Justin, and I, uh, John, all of, all of them, we've been talking about it. Um, and my thing is I want to be – if I'm going to be uh, fishing a tournament, I have to be so focused. Like I am there and I'm preparing at least two days prior. I'm practicing. I'm finding my schools. I'm finding my areas. Finding at least a pattern or two. I want plan A, B, or C so that I'm prepared. Because my biggest pet peeve, if I'm not prepared, I go nuts. My my mind runs haywire. I'm like, dude, I am so OCD. It is bad. Like right. it's nice because I'm organized, but my mind is always stressing about being organized. And if I'm not organized, it goes it goes crazy. But I would love to compete, dude. Um, but I think you know. What I'm gonna do is, at least you know for for the this season, um, if I do uh, compete with NYKBF, I'll do the onlines. Um, but I think right now at this point I'm gonna I'm gonna do the Douglas thing. I'm gonna go to every tournament. I'll fish a little bit, but I'm trying to you know get into the the job scene first. And you know 40 bucks a tournament that's gonna run me pretty dry if I I'm not right, completely right. focused. Uh, I know 
I know with, you know, past experience, uh, I got confidence in myself that, you know, if I have a couple days to practice, I know I can do pretty well in the tournament. Um, you know, I might have a few, few hiccups there, but it's just like, I don't want to put $40 out at this point in my life if I'm not prepared and, you know, fully organized and confident that I can, you know, put up a good, a good what, back. But. What about this? Like, like one of the things I think, Dude, I would bank on you. I really would. Like, if you decide, like, hey, I want to, I want to give tournament fishing, and I want, I want to chase it. Like, I would bank on you. I really would. Um, just from what I know about you, and not only that, but what everyone in New York KBF already thinks about you. Like, you're a hammer, dude. And like, it's not. Like, here's the thing. It's like you're competitive. You've been a competitor your whole life. Like, I mean, that's what you did. You played sports when you couldn't play hockey and lacrosse. And we're like, well, fuck it. I'll wear. I wear a banana hammock and go swim. You know, it's like it's like you 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 love to compete and like even yeah. even the few even the few tournaments I've done with you, uh, I know you didn't win them, but it wasn't like you placed horrible at them. It wasn't. It's like and like the thing is like you've you've got the skills and you've got the knowledge of the sport, and I really think like if you're like if you really wanted to go out there and do it, like I I think you would be successful. I mean, I look at all these guys like Cody Milton and all these other guys, and I hear the way they talk. And they're great anglers, but you taught the same way. The things that, like well, when I talk to you and like you know, like, like I remember one time we were just talking about just going out and having a fun on the lake. You're like, well, we need to go up there and graph it. We need to go up there. I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck, dude? We're just going out and have a good time and fish. You know what I mean? It's like that's the way your brain works, man. Like it's like you are you are a competitor at heart. And like I said, like, I, like I'm not gonna tell you when to live life because I I know things come up and I know the responsibilities. And it's it's not like I'm trying to like twist your arm and like say like hey, go do this. Like look. If you got shit going on, you got shit going on. I get it because there's, there's a reason why I'm not chasing all the Hobie events right now. You know, I got a little son, I got, I got a young son, I got a wife, so I gotta be strategic with how I do my fundings. However, I look at you and I'm just like, dude, this this is this could be a pro angler right here. Like he, I mean, you put in the work too. It's, like, it's not just the kayak scene that you've done. You've been on the big boats. You've been the, you've been the tournaments. You you know how to catch fish. You know how to be successful. You know how to plan for these things. I'm just like, it's just like. God damn, how much I would love to go and do this Hobie event with you in May at Erie Lake. Not even fish, not even go there to fish it, but just to watch to see what you could do if you plan for it. And I guess that's one more thing. I can understand if you don't want to do a lot of tournament events in the year because of the financial thing, but I would love to see you do a few of the big ones. Like I know we got the we got the Erie one that that, that Hobie's doing. Uh, Tyler Sweet's about to get ready to announce the. Uh, the BASS is coming up to New York. I'm definitely going to do that one, support it in New York. But like, I would love to see you go to at least some of these, a few big events and just let people know who Bailey is. I'm telling you, I feel like, I feel like you're like, you're one of those guys that if you really put effort into it, you could hit, you, you could be a hammer. And, and it's very easy. It could be so. Cause like we both know, we both know Derek Bundle or Brundle, right? He's a man. He's killing no, it right now. No one knew who he was prior to the 2019 season. <laughs> he, but he know he knows how to fish, and all of a sudden he shows up. He does a few bigger, a few of the big, um, you know, KBF events. Not even the huge Hobie events or anything like that. But he just did a few of the of the the uh, the Northeast. You know, won a few, placed real high, and dude, now he's down there in uh in Florida battling at the ten. And I think he's gonna win ten thousand dollars tomorrow. I really do. I think that there's only two people that are ahead of him right now, and he did great today. He did, he did great at the uh, the Invitational. He took second place at that. I mean, if if you go by patterns he's destined to win that motherfucker and i, and I hope he does but i say like you like, 
I feel like you're the same person. Like if you came in, you'd be like one of those sleeping giants that we that we wish we wouldn't have woke up that came in and just swept everything. And that's just my opinion about you. That's just watching what you've done on those videos that you've done in the past. Like when I, when I was trying to learn about kayak bass fishing, and I watched your videos, and I watched the way you approach the game, and whenever I ask you a question, and the, and the way you give me back information, it's just like, dude, this guy knows what he's doing. The only thing stopping him is, uh, you know, life and maybe that decision. Like, hey, let's go to do these things. I really think. Ah, I just wish I could get you to go. I'll, if you if you told me right now that Josh, I'll go do this Hobie event. I'm going with you. I know I got a KBF event that day, but I'm going to the Hobie event with you. I'm paying the 235 bucks just to go support you and just go be a, just go be a. Cause I'm not winning that shit. I'm I'm gonna go out there and be like your camera guy. Yeah, dude. Ah, that for anyone that knows me, they know how much I love Lake Erie. I love smallmouth because finding smallmouth and in Something about finding smallmouth on a great lake, not just finding one, but finding 30, is just some like a challenge to me, and I, I love chasing it. That's one I really wanted to go after. Um, this Douglas job came up, and, you know, it's going to be an interesting weekend because that same day of the tournament is the same day of my girlfriend's graduation for college. So yeah. we'll see. I'm trying, I mean, I, unfortunately, I'm going to have to put that priority number one, but if job comes right. in the way, because I, they might want me to travel with the van down to that tournament. So I might have to work it depending on uh, – got to talk to A.J. McCorder about different potentials there. And this is all just talk right now. Right. Uh, I'm not putting anything out there just yet. But, you know, if not, you know, one thing I might talk to Douglas about is, you know, while I, go, I can go showcase the van after tournaments and, you know, that nights of and whatnot, but pay me to fish it with the Douglas rods and different things. But it's – again, it's all talk, but – Dude, I, I love tournaments. I love it so much. And the only thing that is holding me back right now is financials. And, you know, I just – if I can tell you what. If I didn't have a lot of money and I didn't have loans, I would risk it. But if yeah. I didn't – if I because I have loans and I'm also tight on money, I just – right now I need to put – Right, right. You no, know, financial, unfortunately, it sucks. But um, I'll be doing the, the, the Bass Nation at, uh, one this in September. Um, I'm pretty excited about that one. Just to have a shot to go down to walk across the stage of the Bassmaster Classic would be unbelievable. Uh, that'd be a dream come true. Where do you uh, think it's going to be at? Oh, the Classic? It's well, the, the, right now. Are we talking, we're talking about the one uh, that Tyler Sweet's running, right? Or that he's yeah. talking about? I think it's going to be Oneida. I, I've... I've been told, but I, I'm hushed. I'm hushed. Okay. Well, there's a reason I'm going to tell you. Like, and maybe I'm wrong, but it's like when I talk to him, it's, it's going to be a lake that's central that most people in New York can get to in four hours. So, like, the biggest fisheries that I know of, uh, besides are the, are the ones that are, are close to uh, Massachusetts, like uh, you know, all the ones that are close to Lake George and, and things like that, the only ones that I know of that like, are big, that were big in the Bassmaster to begin with, is places like Cayuga. Uh, Oneida and the St. Lawrence River, which I think the St. Lawrence River is going to be a little too far for everyone. And I don't think anyone feels comfortable putting a kayak in the St. Lawrence anyways. I wouldn't, no. You know, it, it, it's a crazy river. But I feel like it's going to be – I'm hoping it's Oneida because I live literally five minutes away from Oneida, and I know that lake. And maybe I have a good chance of winning that shit. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But, I'm, dude, if you do that – that's what I'm hoping. Like, I know that you're, you know, you're financially stretched right now. But I would love to see, like, if you can't do a bunch of events, I would love to see you do a few big events. You know, and that's what I love about what Hobie's doing right now, because I feel like Hobie is like, it's, 
it's it's an elite it's an elite organization. Um, it, it's only for really good fishermen, and, and like I feel like if you did like a few of those, you know, the ones you can do, or or, or you know what BSS is doing over here, and just compete in those, and like that, I would I think you're gonna do good in those. I, I think you I think you have enough competitive nature to you. I feel like you have enough you know knowledge and skills and ha- and how to be successful for those kind of events and. You know, if, if that's all you can do is the uh, the one that's coming up in September, wherever that's going to be. I hope it's – like I said, I hope it's Oneida. We'll see. But, uh, you know, I, I want to see you compete. I think I think you're a hammer. I think you got what it takes to uh, to be like just any of these other younger guys who are successful in the sport right now. Yeah, dude, um, I have so many different ideas going on in my head. Like, I know I'm going to fish that one. Um, I've been looking at maybe Lake George. Uh, I know because Greg and I were talking about it. And uh, him and I like to tease each other a little bit. Um, but I, he told me uh, over Facebook uh, two weeks ago that he obviously that was on his swing in New York. He was going to fish Lake George. And uh, Greg and I have had this thing like we've competed against each other four or five times. And each time either he's beaten me by a quarter of an inch or, you know, someone or the other. And we just come we go back and forth. It's so it's it's kind of fun. It's I can't wait because it's been a long time since I competed against him. So that's why I want to go to Lake George just yeah. so I compete against Greg. Um, but I've been thinking about Lake George. I've been thinking about you know even trying to just compete. I don't. I think it's like three events in NYKBF to fish the state championship. Unless you can. I don't know if you can fish right into the state championship. But uh, uh, if you can, I'll, I'll do I'll do the state. Well, no. If you if if you if you qualify, that's all you gotta do is qualify. You can qualify for the state championship in any one of the New York KBFs or into the actual KBF trail events. If you do Lake George, you can stay with me. I'm doing Lake George, and so you got a place to stay. So that cuts costs down. True. So all you gotta do is find a hundred bucks. Uh, I, you can stay for me for free. But uh, yeah, like those are just some of the things I think it would be it would be good for you. Like just uh, I mean, if you can only do three tournaments this summer, I would rather you do three big tournaments like. You know the KBF, it's you know at Lake George. Uh, I know you can't, the the Hobie one. That's gonna be tough because your, your girlfriend's graduation. But obviously this BSS one, I think we're all gonna be able to do in September unless I, mean, I don't care what, unless it's uh during the uh the New York State KB or the, they're a couple the, weeks apart. Yeah. Okay. Well then we're good. We're good on that. But you know just some of those big events and I know that there's some other ones that are a little bit closer. Uh, I know like the Northeast has uh it's there's one in Maine which is way too far for me. Uh, but they got uh, one of their events is at the uh, the West East Harbor in, o- in Ohio, which is a really great fishery, which is only uh, which is only six hours away. And then the yeah. Sasquatch River down in uh, Harrisburg, which is only four hours away. I think I there's some, I think there's I, I think there's some big events that you could do that I would do with you because uh, I'm gonna be doing most of them anyways that I, I would love to see you do and, and and see your name come up in that top ten. Yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna see. I mean, the Susquehanna that's on my radar too. I just I've been I haven't done my research yet um, into uh, you know how the tidal waters actually work and you know if a pedal kayak is even versatile on that kind of body of water. Right. Because uh, I feel comfortable fishing current. I know how to read pools and stuff like that. So I think that'll be fun just because it's smallmouth it's Susquehanna. You're, everyone's gonna catch fish. Right. Um, so that looks like a lot of fun. Uh, I think one thing I need to kind of get off my list is I need a better graph because I spend because I only have sonar right now sonar and mapping and. Dude, like, I spend so much time reading maps, and, like, I've already gone through half the lakes for NYKBF and done my a little bit of homework on them, trying to figure out where that winning pattern is going to be, trying to predict it. Um, but I need a better graph because, dude, at practice days, I'll spend three hours, I mean, thankfully I'm not paddling anymore, but pedaling, just trying to find 
like that Aronicoi Bay one, I, I paddled almost the entire bay trying to read the contours where the deepest grass was going to be. And that's where I found it, and that's where I found the winning fish. Unfortunately, I gave Gary the nod to come fish with me, and he won it. Son so. of a bitch. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna secretly push him through the ice tomorrow, but uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> you won't see Gary anymore. He'll be under the ice. But uh, no, nah, like- uh, he deserved that one because he had so many second and third. I was happy he won. Yeah. Um, as much as as much as Gary and I tease each other, we're, we're good buddies, but. I don't know, man. I, I want to fish so many different things. It's just going to come down to me making my master schedule and figuring out the the whole deal with Douglas. And then pretty much from there, if it's open, you, you'll see me there. Well, the thing is, like, like I know I know I'm, like, hard on you about competing, but you got plenty of time. Like, whether you do it this season, the next season, the season after that, it's it's not – dude, you're not even in your 30s yet. Like, you got time. So, it's not a rush. But, like, I'm just trying to tell you how much I think – like how well I think he would do because of and it's not not me it's it's Greg Blanchard who knows you it's all those guys that we know at the New York KBF who've always taught you know like my friend Scott Reynolds who I think is a is, is a sleeping hammer as well it's all those guys who you know we, we all respect who you are as an angler we we all know you can fish it's just we need you to get, you know we need we need you to find that time to shine and get out there and really I think you're gonna make an I I think in like in two three years. Bailey, I think you're going to be known in the kayak bass fishing community as a hammer. That's what I think. If if you decide to compete, dude, once I have a cushion where I know I can pay off loans and my rent and what have you, and still have money left over, I will be fishing tournaments. I will travel because um, I know Douglas the, the way they they back their guys, and I know I'm sure they'll support me in fishing certain trails. Um, so I will fish it once I have the cushion. Uh, I want to go after it, dude. I, I love tournament fishing. Uh, I absolutely love it. And I'm going to be doing some boater tournaments, too. Uh, I'm looking to get some more more plaques. Cool little story on that one. That That is my first ever boat tournament. Came in first place on Canisius. We put up 22 pounds. Dude, that was a blast. But uh, I don't know. I just love tournaments in general. But, uh, yeah, Scott Reynolds, I got to tell you a funny story. Uh, I, only, I did one tournament last, as you know, at Rondacoy. Got second in that. But I was going to do Hemlock Lake, and that one's only 15 minutes from my, my old house in Avon. So I had practiced a bunch, and it was it wasn't it was it actually it was post spawn. Um, so that's when fish get finicky to school up. I found two offshore schools where I pulled up 20 inch or 20 inch or 20 and a half, like every drop was a 20. So I left them. I left them alone. And uh, my brother was a, a, a high school senior. And he had graduation. He goes, oh, it's going to be very low-key. Like, I don't need you guys there. Come to college graduation. I'm like, oh, okay. And then what ended up happening was he goes, oh, I actually do want you guys there two days before the tournament. And I was like, what the? But that same week, I went back, went to the school, went one drop, covered up my drop shot. And they were still there, still marking them on the graph. So I couldn't go after when my brother told me that. So Scott was like, I haven't pre-fished at all. He had asked me about the lake. And I'm like, here, here's a waypoint. Go have fun just drop down like here's what i was using and uh <laughs> noon on tournament day i sent him a message i'm like you hammering him or what and i'm sitting there stuck in a gymnasium sweating and he goes dude your school's gone and I'm yeah like, i know i know exactly what they're talking about because i went to uh, canada ice he went to hemlock and i did better than him and i knew that the the winning fish were going to be at hemlock but the only reason i went to canada ice because i knew canada ice and i didn't have enough time to go pre-fish so i went to canada ice you know i cut my three and i and i crushed scott which is very, which is very hard. But like he went there thinking that you had the spot for him, and like he, he texts me, he's like, 
in my these are the words that I'm gonna put in his mouth. Whether oh, you good, good. Or not. He's okay. like he's like he's like fuck this lake. There's no structure. There's nothing here. And he left. He left early to go back home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to send another apology letter. <laughs> but you know he he went to because I remember I talked to him. He went to Hemlock thinking that he was going to uh, he was gonna win that shit because he, th- he told me he's like you need to come fish with me. I found this. I'm like I'm not going to fish with you because I know where. I know how to find fish in Canada, and hopefully, yeah. maybe I can find the big. Cause I did. I, I found like a 17 and a half, and I found a 16, and I found, but I couldn't find anything else to uh, get me That's over the board. Yeah. No, no, I think I came in. I came in like a you know 12th place, you know, out of how many anglers. But it's like, but uh, it, it was it, it is a funny story because Scott went in that lake thinking that he was <laughs> he thought he was, he thought he found it, and uh, I swear to God, like noon like noon, I texted him to see how he was doing, and like he was, I think he was already drinking beer at noon, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, uh, he he loves his fuzzy guppy tournaments where he can launch and start fishing and win and not even leave the launch. Well, that's one thing. Yeah, like, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people are like, uh, even though we don't fish the same lakes all the time, but a lot of those guys, because we do fish a lot of the Finger Lakes, they're used to fishing those lakes. There's a good chance, no matter what year it is, one or two of the lakes going to be the lakes that they're used to fishing. So when things don't go right for them, oh my God, they. they we got some like I love I love my New York KBF peeps, but they are some of the biggest crybabies. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and, and I understand. Like I mean, like, like I said, like those guys. Like I, I'm lucky every time I go to a Finger Lake, I'm not used to fishing it because you know I, I spend most of my time Oneida and the uh, the three rivers, uh, yeah, Oswego River, Oneida River, and the uh, Seneca River. So that's where I spend most of my time at. But but you know those guys, they love the Finger Lakes. They love Orchard River, like you were talking about earlier. And so anytime those places go and they can't find the fish, man, they they let you know how upset they are. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's funny. But you know Scott's a good angler. He's a really good angler. Really uh, good angler. I throw it back to two years ago. Two, yeah. There was another tournament. Uh, it was the only one I could do all summer. It was Cayuga. So I practiced two days. Slept in my truck at Justin's camp, and uh, I was pre-fishing, and I wanted to go look at the canal. And I was trying to find it because, dude, it was blowing 20 mile an hour out of the south. So I went in the canal to see if I could find any sort of inkling because I didn't want to face the wind yet. I was supposed to die down. But pretty much, long story short, started thunderstorming. And uh, I pull my kayak over because there's a little canal on the north end that meets the river. You just have to cross the road. So I got over and I dragged it over. And I hunkered down uh, under my jacket because it was, it was thunder and lightning, put all the rounds down, what have you. Pretty much, I saw another kayaker down the canal. And I'm like, that's Scott. So I sent him a message. I'm like, you out in the water right now? He goes, yeah, it's thundering. I'm being an idiot. Like pretty much along the lines of that. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, look behind you. And he saw me and he came over. So we started pre-fishing together and he found an area fishing uh, these, these cattails on the north side of the bridge. And he's pulling out males and he goes, well, I found a spot. I think I'm going to go here or whatever. I'm like, oh, nice. And I was trying to try to stay at de- a decent distance away from him. So that wasn't impeding on him. And uh, I saw him catching males and everything. And I was like, do you mind? I asked him, like, do you mind if I come fish around you for a little bit? I'm not going to, like, run your pattern or take your fish. Just want to check something out. And he goes, oh, I don't care. He goes, I'm going home. Uh, I'm like, all right. So, like, I I saw him catching males in the cattails. So, I'm like, if there's only males in here, the females have to be set off a little bit because the water was, wasn't right for spawn yet. Right. Uh, so, I literally, I just, my first cast, I threw a chatterbait along the the outside edge. Pulled up a, a 19 and a half largemouth. Next cast, 18, 17. And I'm like, all right, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Next day, I went to go find some offshore rock piles, but it was just like the wind was crazy. So I'm like, all right, I'll just try to, 
you know, stick it to my plan A and ended up winning that tournament in the first 30 minutes after Scott goes, I'm not going back there. There's no fish there. And I'm like, hey, Scott. I'm like, all right, Scott. And he, he kept, I remember getting to awards and I'm like, I'm like, remember the spot we fished? And he goes, yeah. And he goes, I want it there. And he goes, son of a. <laughs> all right, man. Well, that's good stuff. Let's uh, let's talk about you just for a little bit more and then we'll wrap this thing up. But uh, cool. you know, me and you both hit this this year. We both started our own podcast. Uh, you start. You got your own. I, I was lucky enough to be a guest on yours. And now you're a guest on mine. But why don't you go ahead and talk about your podcast? Um, you know, like I think you're doing great. You're talking to a lot of big names. Uh, and I also understand like there's a lot of struggle and a lot of there's a lot of like it's tough running a podcast because like you want to put content out there. You hope people listen to. And like every time you put in an episode, you're you know in my opinion you're shitting razor blades. You don't know how things are gonna go and you hope people proceed it right. But uh, why don't you talk about your podcast? You know, how it's going, how you feel about it, what's the experience been like for you? Dude, I, so how it started, um, I was sitting, uh, it was August, this past August, and I was sitting there, and I was scrolling through Instagram, being a typical millennial on my phone, and uh, I, I just go, I stumble across these different pages, and I'm like, these guys have great content, and like, I've never heard of them before, so every now and then I go in the explore page, part of Instagram, and these guys have great content, they don't have very many followers. But like they're just as good as like the big names out there putting out good content. And I'm like that's that's like it sucks that no one knows about it. Like it's so I kind of started thinking and I had kind of been a podcast fan. Ryan got me suckered into like the Joe Rogan podcast and everything. I'm sitting there like how cool would it be to try to like provide a platform for them to kind of highlight to kind of highlight the anglers. And Ryan kind of helped me come up with this idea. I can't credit myself. So Ryan Killen, shout out to him. Um, so we created a podcast platform. I got set up with, you know, the anchor app and everything. Uh, and dude, I, I love it. I absolutely love it because I created it to kind of, to shine light on, you know, passionate, dedicated anglers. You don't have to be crazy talented, but you gotta be passionate about it and dedicated to catching fish. Not only just being just, you know, not being selfish, but kind of like helping yourself, bettering yourself, but also bettering, you know, who's around you, you know? Right. Um, just trying to do anything for the passion of the sport, just trying to embrace that and, and share that. So it's been, dude, it's been sweet. Um, I've had a lot of good guys on there like yourself. I've had a lot of NYKBF guys. I've gotten some guys I've never even met before, but I, I follow their page for a while. I'm like, dude, I would just love to talk to you. I just want to right. hear about your story. Why don't you come on? And I've, I've made a lot of good friends around the state, around the country. I've had, you know, small guys from like us kayakers here to, you know, Bassmaster Elite guys and, uh, just this, today, I had uh, one with Alton Jones Jr. from Major League Fishing. He came on. We talked for almost an hour and 20 minutes. Uh, I totally forgot about what the time was. It, dude, it's it's been a blast. Like I, the way I go about it is, I don't go after a certain demographic. As long as you're passionate, you're dedicated. I want to talk to you. I want to hear your story. Whether your name's big or small, whether you just won the Bassmaster Classic or you just bought a kayak and you want to go hit a local pond, like. I just I love hearing stories, how people get into things, and talking fishing in general. Uh, it's been good so far. I mean, every day I grow. Uh, so it's it's it. The reason for, that I like to grow it is not because I want to be big. I, I want to grow it so it's a big platform to bring attention to the different stories I'm able to share of people who come on. Uh, and that's what's been pretty cool is to see the different things guys have have used for it. And uh, one of the coolest episodes I've done uh, is I had on Shea Baker. Uh, the other night and he's a sport writer for you know for bass uh uh for wired to fish he and he went through a lot of crazy stuff in his life being a pro but also working for the fishing series 
But he went through like a crazy depression. He kind of came out and talked about it for a while. Nice. So pretty cool. Yeah, and like you know Michael Paoletta from Ohio. Yeah. Uh, he just came on uh, yesterday night, and he's now an author. He wrote a book. Like he announced it on my podcast. Like that was oh, pretty shit. cool. That was awesome. So it was it was pretty sweet. I I just love the platform to be able to talk and meet new people and the amount of opportunities it comes to you know to talk to people and go fishing with new new people like Josh Bertrand's coming up St. Lawrence. He goes, say, dude, let's fish. I'm like, fish with Josh Bertrand, MLF, learn things? Okay, just sign yes. me up. Yes. So it's I'm excited, dude. It, it's awesome. I can't wait to see where it goes. Yeah, dude, I'm excited for you, man. Like, I watched you grow that podcast. Um, you know, we both got the podcasting around the same time. I started another podcast. I didn't get to this podcast for about a month and a half ago. But, you know, we both were always sharing. I think, I think I'm the one that got you on Anchor. I think you're the one, you know, we're, we're constantly, you know, feeding and learning from each other and there's no competition. That's what I love about us is like, there's no yeah. competition. It's like, yeah. I don't give a shit. Like I want you to do good because like one thing about this podcast world that makes it different than the other one, it's like, it's like, it doesn't matter because if you put a podcast out there, like, yeah, people might want to listen to Sears Angler before they listen to, you know, the dark waters, but I guarantee once they stop listening to your podcast or once they finish your podcast, they're gonna go listen to my newest episode, so it's not it's not like there's really ever any pot, you know, any other like competition like in when what we're doing. If anything, like it's it, we're just giving people more because like, all this is is just entertaining. Like, all we're doing yeah. is entertain. We're, we're just entertaining someone who's who loves fishing from going. They're going they're going from home to work, from work to back, and we're giving them something to listen to that they that they want to hear. And it, there's no competition, so it's like, like what I love about us is that they, like there's no like, like I'm gonna help you grow. You're gonna help me grow. I'm gonna give you. If you ask me a question, I'm gonna give you the best information I can, and vice versa. And I love, I love this podcast world that we're in right now. Like, and like we're friends with all the other podcasts. You know, like Ryan Lambert, he runs a podcast. We've all talked to him, and you know, I'm friends with the Paddle and Finn guys. Yeah. You know, it's it's like it's just, it, it's it's a cool scene to be in, and I feel like it's 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 a really important scene to be in because we're giving people news, we're giving people information, and like and now that it's not that we're really giving it to them, we're giving the people the opportunity who know the shit who know the knowledge who knows the news to come on our on our on our show to share it with the, the listeners who love this sport and so I, th- I love what we're doing and I'm, I'm so glad we got to do it together because it is it's a crazy world like 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 you know i've messaged you but like i don't know how i'm doing and you messaged me i don't know how i'm doing but it's like dude we're doing fine we're both growing everything's going good it, it, it's a really cool thing i think that we have going um and i'm excited to see where it's going to go right Cause i don't know like i you know I, I just hit some pretty good uh my listener, you know, I, I got a really good group of listeners now. I, I got consistent. I'm, I know you do too. It's just like, is this going to get bigger or, you know, like who knows? I mean, this, this is, this, I, I love what we're doing right now. Dude, I think the best part is there's no competitiveness because we're not here for personal gain. We're here to provide a platform for other people to come share their story. Right. I think that's, what's cool about it. But not only that, I guess the only personal gain we're getting out of this is we're getting knowledge from them. And yep. we're being the ones who are allowed to share that story. We're allowed, we're the ones that are allowed to, you know, pick their brain, ask the questions. That's what I like because I do I love learning, like just advancing your knowledge. It's just a weird geek in me. It's just yeah, uh, I, I love I, to. I think I think you know like you, know, you were able to talk to Derek Brundle, and I was able to actually meet Derek Brundle at a, you know a few tournaments when we became friends. But yeah, now those are people we have that we know now that like. You can contact them anytime. You, like we've made friends with people who are who are who are sticks, who are you know good anglers. And it's just like 
now I can contact like, hey, what do you think about this? And do you want to come on the show and talk about this? And so you're right. It's like I got access. Like it's like I found like like the magical library of you know kayak fishing. You know, it's like I can go in there and, and pick these brains of some of the best to do it. And, and it's it's a very. I mean, anyone can do it, but not everyone's doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like it's and like because we are doing it, and because we are the platform. Uh, people are listening in, and not only people get better, but I think the best thing about it, like you said, is like I'm getting better at fishing because of the people I talk to. Exactly, that, that's what's cool about it. Everybody's advancing each other, man. It's yeah, it's gonna be pretty sweet. And yeah, Derek's dude, he's the man. We're on the we, same team uh, on some. I, it's not announced yet, but it's kind of cool. I got dude, I got a lot of stuff in the works, so I'm excited. But uh, me and Derek have been talking back and forth for a while. We, we're, right. I'll, I'll share with you offline here, but. Uh, okay. It's coming out soon, is all I can say. All right, well, I'm going to do a little plug. Are you on the Tight Lines Worldwide team yet? No, he's coming on the podcast, though. All right, you need to be on that team because I'm on that team as well. Um, okay. But uh, let's uh, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, why don't you tell me what your goals are for uh, 2020? Uh, I know you already talked about it, so just make it brief if you want to. And then uh, thank who you want to thank, plug who you want to plug, and then we'll get out of here, bro. Oh, goals for, for 2020, man. Uh, oof. I want to win the uh, the Bass Nation tournament up here in New York. Uh, if not win it, I want to at least, you know, make the national championship, qualify for it, get that top five. And I want to walk across the stage at the Bassmaster Classic. Um, I want to make a name for myself in the job, uh, in the industry. I want to, you know, provide for the company and myself. Um, I want to, you know... Create a foundation for the the old lady and I. Not trying to get soft here at all, but uh, looking forward to that and trying to just meet as many people as I can, make a you know positive impact, keep the podcast going. I don't want to slow down with that. I've been going three a week and I'm trying to keep that up. Um, so those are some good goals. Uh, I want to say thank you to you for having me on. Uh, this is my first podcast. I'm on the uh, the answering end. It's it's kind of yeah, cool. so weird. It's uh, weird. Dude, it's, it's, it's been fun, though. I, I like it. I love conversation. Obviously, anything anything fishing, I, I'm all for. Uh, best next, like, like you say yourself, the next best thing to fishing is talking about fishing. So um, it's it's been a blast. So I'll thank you for that. Um, beyond that, I mean, thank you to Douglas for giving me an opportunity. I mean, <laughs> can't wait to start there soon. Um, beyond that, man, I can't really thank the other folks that – I want to thank, but we'll be able to thank soon if that gives anybody a hint. Um, and beyond that, plugs, you know, follow me on Instagram at Bailey Eichbrett or Serious Angler. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, YouTube channel Eichbrett Outdoors, and uh, you can find Serious Angler in any podcast you find, the Dark Waters podcast. Right. Well, dude, I appreciate you coming to the show, and, like, I can't wait, you know, like, I don't know when we're going to see each other again, but I know we're going to see each other soon. We'll as soon as, as, soon as yeah. this weather clears up, as soon as, soon as there's open water, me and you are getting on the water and we're going to catch some smallmouth or something. But uh, I really do appreciate you coming on the show, man. And uh, it's like I'm trying to talk to you like you're like a guest, but it's like, dude, it's my friend. I'm gonna, like, like you're, you're, we're talking to each other. You're probably like three hours away from me. Like it's it's not that big of a deal. Um, so I'll see you when I can see you. But uh, let's let's keep doing what we're doing. Let's keep let's keep crushing this podcast world. Um, and let's keep talking about these tournaments and seeing what we can do and what impact we can make in the uh, the scene. But uh, let, you know, let's do it. 2020 is mean your year. Uh, but uh, like I said, I love having you on, and I will definitely talk to you soon. Oh heck yeah, dude! But uh, one little thing before we head out, just for 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 your information, Douglas is actually out of Syracuse, so if I relocate, we're gonna be real close, buddy. Oh dude, I got a room for you to stay if you need one. But <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll talk offline, buddy. But I appreciate right, that.
I'll talk to you later. All right, man.